0: Good evening and welcome in to Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. You've got Michael Black and Joshua Morgan here. We'll be joined by Sam Kastner in just a few minutes and we are living it up. You know, DC United on a two-game win streak, two commanding victories. what do you think, Joshua?
1: Oh, it was, it was so exciting. It's a, it's a fun time to be at Audi Field because DC United is tearing it up. They've been pretty good at home all year and then to have this win uh, this past weekend and then a win tonight against uh, a Western conference team. We, we, we don't get too many cracks at them this, this, this season. So it was super fun. Uh, I'm excited to break this game, this game down with you guys.
0: Well, and, and not just a, a win against a Western conference team, but a Western conference team that you look at as a similar situation of DC United, both the teams were sixth going into tonight and DC United really controlled the game and they did what you'd expect from a team at home. Uh, you, know, you scored the late goal to go up 3-1 but again to, to win a, a game fairly comfortably scoring multiple goals like that this is not the dc united team that your parents are used to seeing and not team that we're used to seeing it's uh it's a different environment altogether and i for one very much enjoy watching this team
1: yeah it's a lot of We saw that in the lineups uh minnesota maybe resting a couple of players notably Reynoso not not in the squad tonight didn't even come off the bench but dc united played up probably their optimal lineup uh, you can argue Reyna flores right now and, and i'm sure we'll hit on that but yeah dc united really going for it and, and, and this is not the dc united of, of old it's uh it's a new time and we, i keep having myself to catch myself in the stands and i keep hearing other people catch themselves like we' we were so used to a certain kind of style and that's been completely blown away and it's super fun here. This is the first time at the end of the season where we're uh, at least in a while where we weren't having to make a miraculous comeback. We, we We've been in the loop and and we're still we're still fighting for points and maybe now hoping to get a home playoff
0: game. Oh, yeah you yeah, right now I think if the season ended today, which it does not, DC and I would be third and if you had told me that dc united would e- even be sniffing third place in the league or in the conference you know going into october i would have told you you were crazy at the beginning of the season uh it's a fantastic place to be you know, you know, normally we try to bring you the press conference. We're not going to be able to bring it to you live tonight. Uh, logistics coming from the game is, is always a challenge, but we will uh, append that to the end of the uh, the podcast here. So if you're listening to it uh, after we our live show later in the week, you'll be able to, to catch that uh, on the podcast. But, you know, you mentioned the lineup, and I agree. I think it was pretty close to our first-choice lineup. Uh, you got some favors done for you by absolutely thrashing that Cincinnati team over the weekend you were able to make some subs early and you really have guys who were more or less fresh although you did start to see some tired legs by the end of the game uh but this is the time of year where all the teams are playing multiple games in a week uh I think Orlando also I believe they played this evening as well so it's uh it, it's, a, it's a challenge but uh DC United seemed to be able to rise to it and especially when you have a week where you have six points off the first two games and you can go into the weekend. It's going to be a big game against Orlando. Uh, I think we're now two points clearer than the standings. It's a, it's an exciting place to be. Uh, But like you said, you know, lineup wise, you know, you had Reyna go in for Flores, which I think is a more or less like for like decision. Now we can talk about salaries and all that within it, but uh, you know, having some different opportunities there, but you know, talking about the events of the game, Ola Kamara showed up early. Yeah, the,
1: the whole team showed up early, uh, so much so that even with MLS referees, we had earned a yellow card by the 18th minute. That, that, that kind of, I don't know, gives you the complete picture, but it gives you a glimpse at how much D.C. United was pushing here. And, and yeah, the, the, the guys were really going for it in the beginning. I, I will say Orlando is still currently playing, so they do play today. We'll, they, they will also be on short rest. Um, and going into the last game before a little bit of a break, here at the end of the season, I'm super excited for that. But but yeah, this is this was a, a DC United team that came off and really pushed it to the opponent in the beginning. And, and I started getting concerns because Minnesota rested some guys. I started feeling actually by up like like we felt in the Orlando game at the earlier in the season where they kind of countered mostly bunkered the whole time and, and were just searching for a quick goal so they can completely shut it down. And and, and DC United. I don't know if this is growth or or they're just hitting their stride a little bit more or, or, you know, maybe they just know now that they need to get out there and and get that first goal. They, They were pushing for it.
0: Goals absolutely change games. And, you know, especially when you play a system the way that Lasada wants to play and the way DC United wants to play, the earlier you can jump on a team, get a goal, really force them to come out of their shell it makes such a huge difference and you know, we've certainly seen dc united teams that can see it early in the past and you've it's always a challenge to be d- digging up from behind you know this game in dc united never trailed uh it was it, it's a it's a weird spot to be in it's it's a little bit different but it's it's something that we welcome um you know again looking at lineup wise you had Pretty much what I'd expect to be your uh, top choice center backs in there with Nahar, Burnbaum, and Pines. Uh, you can talk about whether Heinz uh would push that once he comes back from injury, but uh, pretty much what you'd hope for across the back there. You got Paredes on the wing, uh, Gressel on the other wing. Uh, really what we've started to see is some consistency from the squad. And it's nice to have after a team that was decimated by injuries early, you're starting to see who the first choice guys are, who the guys are that are going to, to fill the roles and are really the ones that of trust the most to put his uh, system into place.
1: Yeah, it, it was the same group and, and they played the sort of the same way. And and, and sure enough, in, in the 23rd minute, five minutes after they earned that yellow card, uh, I believe it was Nahar, even though it was on the left side, was dribbling away from, away from the goal, and this is like the fourth time. He, maybe he's done that individually, but definitely the team, where we're we're just possessing the ball in the box, dribbling away from a defender, and they just lunge and, and take out our guy, miss <laughs> the ball completely, and that's a penalty. Like by definition, it's it's probably yeah. always going to get called. Uh, and then Ola, confident as ever, hadn't missed a penalty all year, steps up, stutters, and and beats Miller, who. Uh, foreshadowing, I'm gonna say has had a good year and, mm-hmm. and has recovered from his maybe earlier career snafus, uh, but he wasn't enough to beat Ola in the 18th or 23rd minute from from the penalty spot, and we started to feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, you know, DC United's a team that has scored significantly more goals than Minnesota has in the year. Minnesota is typically a team that relies on the defensive calling card, but like you said, you know, the the foul that I believe is Nahar drew was not a particularly egregious foul. It was not a dirty foul by any means but it was a foul in the box and that's the way the rules are set up uh the, to have a team that is consistently putting the ball forward playing inside the other team's box uh there have been times where we've prayed for a cross into the box much less you know possession in the box from a center back uh good things happen when you when you control the ball when you you know put the other team under pressure they make mistakes and it was a mistake you know to commit that foul and give Ola who is an excellent penalty kick taker the opportunity to slot in the back of the net you saw a little bit of a different approach from the keeper you know dancing around a little bit and then Ola sends in the wrong way and he finishes it yep. it's, it's it's a great result and you know not to be outdone you know, later in the in the first half uh Ola says you know what? I can't I'm not just a you know penalty scorer I'm not just a scorer I can also help out my teammates you know the second goal that we had in the half uh comes after Minnesota it has a really fantastic header um,
1: the, the bossy, the the French I believe French center back uh, I I think he or he was he, he's either French or he was playing in League One I can't remember which one but we were looking at him and uh I guess obviously moved on and Minnesota picked them up. Uh, Yeah, It it was a good set piece and and I think like you said, that's been Minnesota's kind of game land, be defensively stout, win set pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough and and that's when I started having the Orlando flashbacks of like, oh man, these guys are going to buck her. But it wasn't going to happen. DC United, like you said, I I don't know what happened. I, I think ola and gressel split a fortune cookie the wrong way and they like switch bodies it, it's it's ola driving down the, the right side fighting off two defenders and then he he gets the ball inside to gressel who uh does well to just dribble to the spot where a goal is probable and then fires it uh i think across across the face of the goal and then and uh it was nice it was so nice
0: yeah you know you're never going to see a full-on switch between those two but it did seem like they had switched roles at least for that play and there have certainly been times where that kind of clinical finishing from Gressel would have been welcome from anyone who's playing up top uh, whether it's Kamara or anyone else you know Gressel really you know took advantage of the opportunity there but uh, a lot of credit to Olaf for playing that ball in and he was really doing a lot of animating the game throughout the first half. You saw him coming back and uh, help out in defense and, you know, playing wide, you know, really doing all those things that you look for from your target striker. And, you know, now we've got Sam Kastner, who's, you know, coming, joining us live after taking in the post-game press conference. Uh, welcome Sam. How do you feel about the game?
2: Hey, I feel great. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, as I mean, as someone who missed Saturday's game, that was a, bomb to watch it looked like uh, the team had a lot of fun and there were um, quite a couple games in the press or quite a excuse me a couple questions in the press conference about how the team was feeling and um, everyone kind of said that the team's feeling great having fun you know you have to have that winning mentality you have to get in the habit of winning and uh, we're definitely doing that at home it feels like now which is so fun
0: absolutely you know it it is such a different attitude uh, for a team where you go into games expecting to win expecting to You know, had a fun time doing it. You expect to, frankly, score multiple goals. Uh, You know, look forward to hearing some of the the takeaways from from the press conference there. Uh, But you know, as we're running through the goals, you know, halftime, games two one still kind of up in the air. Uh, And that was really the way the second half played out. Was you know, both teams having some opportunities, but uh, DC United managed to put it away late.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. As 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 quickly as I got nervous that this might become a, a bunkering fest and, and a and gritty match by Minnesota, D C United are able to break through and I think it's huge. Like you said, goals change games and we're able to go into halftime, kind of reset a little bit and, and then come out and, and pretty soon after half, uh we we thought Ola was gonna get one step closer to his twenty goals that he's absolutely gonna get this year, right?
2: Yeah, I, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter about like, Oh, you can pull Tyler Miller once but you can't fool him twice. Um a lot of question, like, you know, there was the one side that was like, oh, has Ola been figured out, unknown? But then the other side that was kind of like, I mean, yeah, you can't get them all. Like, it, it was a pretty poorly taken PK. It was uh, just, just left of center. Um, I mean, yeah. you can't expect him to get them all.
0: Yeah, the, the 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 purist in me would love to see a penalty taker who just steps up and rocks at to yeah. the upper 90 every time. But you really can't argue with the results that Ola has had on the season. You know, he tends to get the keeper to go the wrong way. And, you know, I don't know it's the way he does the run up with the body language he shows, but he finally got caught out with, again, not a great effort, uh, on, on the penalty. Uh, again, a penalty that was probably deserved. Maybe.
1: Oh yeah. Russell canals with the moves in the box. Listen. It's, not, <laughs> it's not ready for that. But, but, yeah, he just Russell Canal shifts it to his left, and the defender just misses and, and takes him down.
2: I don't – again, I was listening to the press conference, so I don't know exactly what you all said about the first PK, but I, I, I was saying this in the stands. It, it's, like, phenomenal because all of our PKs this season have been absolutely earned. They've been, like, almost across the board, 100%, fouls in the box, a solid PK. But from the perspective of the defending team – absolutely not the PK you want to give away because more often than not, we're not taking a shot on goal. You know, it's a move to take the, offensive our different our dc united player away from goal or it's kind of a move to set up the pass for possibly the shot to happen so like they've all been absolutely deserved pks but from the defensive position it's like why are you even going in for that tackle like it's mind-boggling we
1: we did kind of hit on that especially with nahars where he's moving away i I think russell might actually try to shoot there but honestly I, i i take you know I, yeah I don't think it makes sense to, to lunge in on Russell canals even if he is in the box with the ball especially after DC United's shooting efforts for other parts of the game
0: you know and, and part of that comes from the game flow in general you know if it's a one-off opportunity where canals happens to get up the field you know perhaps the defender makes a better decision but when you are pressing and going forward and creating opportunities and keeping the defense on their heels they make mistakes it's very hard to defend at an elite level for a full 90 minutes and if you are challenging another team to do so more often than not you're going to you know, have opportunities and you, you saw that today you know it, it's a a 3 to 1 win it's fairly comfortable at the at the end of the day you know you certainly had Chances where the ball could have found its way in the back of our net several times. Uh, It's a a dead horse, but you know, Bill came up big at least twice. Yeah, uh, and we you know love to see the the great work from him back there, but. Yeah, you know, Talking a little bit about the the team's reaction after the game, You know, Sam, you had an opportunity to listen to Hernan and a couple of the other guys weigh in. Any major takeaways for, uh, before you know, we're going to add the press conference in at the end? But we'd love to hear your takeaways from having listened to it live.
2: Yeah, I, I'd just like to comment we, we really hope to add the presser in. Yeah. We always say that sometimes we can't. It's always due to technical difficulties that is the reason we don't push pods right after so you know apologies if you listen to the podcast and we say we're gonna add it and then we don't um we really try our best to um but just yeah knock on wood (laughs) um you know sorry that was really loud. um I'll get into kind of overall gameplay but just kind of keeping in line with the trajectory of the game um Donovan Pines we heard from Hernan Donovan Pines and Paul Ariola and Donovan Pines um Goff was the first one to ask a question he asked um about, you know, how the team's feeling playing at home and whatnot. And then he asked about the bicycle kick, (laughs) which I had kind of joked about asking about. Then Steve Goff asked about it. So I was like, solid question. Um, Donovan answered about, you know, playing at home. Everyone knows their role. The leaders are great. The team's just feeling good. And then he stopped. And then someone in the background, I'm assuming Sam or Rory, kind of said, but what about the bicycle kick? Donovan was like, oh, yeah. He was like, you know, I'm trying to keep that under wraps. Play it low key. (laughs) Um, he said a pretty much quote that um, they were playing soccer tennis and he tried a bicycle kick for that and almost got the point in soccer tennis so going into the game today he was like if I have the opportunity, you might as well try it. And he kept saying a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but then he also kept saying, like, maybe next time I'll get it. You know, I really thought it was going upper corner. I thought it was going to be a little closer. Had I just turned my body a little bit, I would have been able to go for the other side of the goal. Like, he was really analyzing that bicycle kick and feeling himself with it. And I know, like, as a fan, we all really wanted that for him and just loved him taking the effort. So,
0: you know... I think all of us would love to see Donovan Pines score on a bicycle kick.
2: I would die. Oh, man. (laughs) At
0: at the same time, I'm I'm currently wearing a Chris Rolfe jersey, a man who missed a significant amount of time after hurting himself trying to do an overhead kick, I believe, in practice. (laughs) So, Donovan, if if you've got it in the game and it makes sense, go for it. Please do not spend your time working on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I I agree. He he makes good contact. Like, it, it was decent. But but Donovan, you're you're probably the tallest player on the field in most MLS games. Just 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 hop, and you can probably head that far post. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're the player that needs to go for the overhead.
2: Everyone's kick. feeling themselves right now. So we're going for the flair. He's like, MLS in general is not talking about D.C. United enough. I'm going to give him something to talk about. Um, speaking of, you know, just just going right into the third goal, um, Paul was asked by uh, Jason Anderson from Black and Red United, you know, how, how everyone was feeling about Junior Moreno's goal. Um, His and, first ever for D.C. Yeah, United. Yeah, and that's what Paul said. Wow. Yeah. He was like, I I still don't believe that. Like I didn't think it on the field and then we came off and someone said it and everyone was like, no way you've had so many minutes with DC United. No way. That was your first goal. Um, we've we've been keeping oh yeah (laughs) but I guess as a team they in their minds thought that he had definitely deserved goals before now Um, but they they were all really excited for him and um, Paul specifically gave him a lot of props um, you know for coming off the bench that's really hard but he kind of talked about um, his versatility and being willing to play for the team in any role
0: yeah and you know that's a goal where you know junior takes up you know moves up and, and takes the opportunity it's a ball that if it doesn't take the deflection, you know maybe the keeper covers it, maybe it's not even on target. But if you're creating opportunities, you know similar to the penalty calls early in the game, if you are in a position where you're shooting and putting the ball on goal, good things happen. And you know early in the season we had some frustrations with the the finishing from the team and things not quite going our way. Uh, as of late, everything's coming up uh, golden for DC United. So having deflections like that is you know, the things you don't expect, but are, are happy to have when they come.
1: Yeah, and look, I I think with some better shooting, DC United could have put probably. I've been, I've been searching for the actually. I don't I don't know if I. It was
2: I, like I, three point something.
1: Oh, it should have been way higher than that because uh, the ball finds Flores wide open late. I know he missed one of those. Paul uh, curls one in that looks super nice, but it's called offside, <laughs> and they had to go to the VAR. A bunch of other chances, but yeah, but yeah, you don't
0: you already he, had that one yeah,
1: yeah you, you already seems to have one almost every week now it, more than one maybe it's it's okay it's okay because we we still got three goals and, and uh james lambert was pointing out that we've scored the second highest goals in the league if you can continue to score there that's what you need to do to go far in playoffs you need to be able to score goals because that's that's how you win games and it doesn't matter if you tie in and Playoffs. Someone's got to come away,
0: especially the way that DC United wants to play. You know, wanting to play on the front foot, wanting to push forward, wanting to really animate the game. You can do that so much better when the other team is on the back foot. You know, trying to respond after having given up a goal. Uh, you, I would worry sometimes about what would happen if we get into a slugfest. Uh, you know, a, a kind of a zero-zero game where you need some kind of magic late because we haven't really had those kind of games. And that's not really the kind of games that we're set up to play, and it's not games that we're seeking to create. Like you know, if it's up to Lasada, we'd be playing three-one, you know, four-two know, mm-hmm. every game. And yeah. this week, that's what we're doing.
2: And Lasada mentioned it. I, I while I was um, waiting for the press conference, I think Joshua, you, you specifically mentioned the Orlando game and how um, this is pretty comparable because Minnesota, you know, put in that fifth defender and really sat back. And um, Hernan was specifically asked in comparison with that Orlando game. Um, kind of what the differences were. And Hernan said that he, it, to him, fills the team with a lot of confidence to see the other team completely changing their tactics to defend against D.C. United. He said that, to me, tells us that we know what we're doing and we're doing it very well, and the team kind of knows how to adapt to that, um, which is a little bit questionable in my mind, which we can get to in a second. Um, but just that generally everything that happened tonight made the team feel really good and it was everything they were kind of expecting and they were able to play into. Um, and he was asked a lot about, you know, the third place finish, which I also heard you all mention. Uh, and he was very quick to say that one of the games is still going on. I don't know if at live recording, you know, 10 minutes later, if it, if it's still going on. Um, but he kind of said, I, I wrote down the quote, he kind of said, you know, we're feeling good tonight, but You know, lost this weekend. We're back down to eighth. Like the the East is so close. He said, you know, we really just have to play for the next game and play for the next game and then see where we end up. He specifically said, I'll take a quick nap and tomorrow will tonight and tomorrow we'll start again, which is was just funny to me. Like this man's commitment. He's like, yeah, I'll get a I'll get a little. Short nights, wrestle, so we'll nap in, and then, then we'll wake up going to go for Orlando tomorrow, um, which I just thought was funny.
1: The game he's referencing there is the Nashville-Orlando game, which uh, Orlando did equalize on an own goal at the last minute, but that brings it to a draw for those teams. Orlando could have jumped DC United, but they did not. So DC United is still in third, uh, and I guess closer to second now because Nashville dropped those two points.
2: Love it.
0: Yeah, it, it is still unbelievable. And... Again, we're also, I think, two points out of being an eighth and out of the playoffs. Uh, so it is a exciting thing down the stretch. But you would much rather be at the the top end with what seven games to go, off we'll six after the international break. Many of those games will be you know right here at Audi Field. It's uh, it's a good spot to be in.
1: It's a great spot to be in, and there there's a lot of. I think a majority of home games left. So, And we've been so good at home. So I, I have a good feeling uh, you mentioned how what we thought you know, coming into the season. A lot of us maybe had D.C. United right on the fringes, and, and that's still possible. But it definitely does feel good to be up there in third right now, even if it is such a small margin.
2: Absolutely. And mentality is, is everything. I've been saying that for a long time. You know, Ernan kind of said that in the press conference that you, you have to get into that winning habit, especially at home. And um, he said, I, I think it was Ernan who said it, that, it might have been Paul or Donovan, but in this league, like you have to get your points at home, um, and this is something that that's something that this team is definitely learning how to do and doing well, um, and that's going to mean a lot in this playoff push after the international break.
0: Yeah, you know, normally a team that gets what 54, 55 points will generally host a game at home. We're now on, I think it's forty. So you know still plenty of, of work to do to, to you know finish it out strong, but you would much rather be on the trajectory that DC United is right now and it, it's an exciting place to be you know playing with a lot of confidence like like Sam said the, the players are excited to be out there they're they're trying new things they're you near know, they're having fun you know showing up to work and that sometimes can make all the difference it's uh, it's an exciting thing to see.
2: It's so exciting I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm just like peeking ahead at the schedule, and DC United are, are obviously away in Orlando. John, uh, who we haven't given a shout yet, will be down there for <laughs> uh, taking a break from from all the Disney attractions to, to taking a, a DC United soccer game on the road. I'm I'm sure that'll be so much fun. So, but that's a big one. That's the that's the team that Hernan had his eye on just now. They they could jump us with a win there. Then we play Nashville. If things go right, that could be a potential jump game. Uh, yeah, if they lose. And, and we win that's at home too right that mm-hmm. so that's at home new england's gonna be tough and then nycfc might be tough and then the rest of the teams we play are not inside the current playoff bracket for the last three games of the season it there's a lot of points and a lot of stuff uh, i want to uh, shout our friend kevin who had the live table up the entire game i think <laughs> watching as the different each goal across the league changed the outcomes for the postseason uh, which won't, won't happen for a month or so now this
2: is that crazy time of the season though. Yeah. someone said to me today um his his name is josh screaming um, he said today that this season gets excited when the nets turn yellow right because that's september it's kick childhood cancer month the the weather's getting better and it's getting to that playoff push which mm-hmm. i just thought was a great way to kind of summarize what the the end of the season, right? Kind <laughs> of what we look forward to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, there have been years where the MLS season will be wrapping up this, you know, coming weekend, and yeah you know, as it is with you know the the changes and, and what have you, you, you still got another five or six weeks. Uh, but it, it's an exciting time to be a soccer fan. It's always nice when you start getting into that, uh, looking at the table season because. You know, we've been trying to temper expectations over the course of the year. You can't really make a whole lot of projections about where folks are in April or June or even August. But you know, now that it's about to be October and you know, fall is going to be in, in full effect, it's it's time to look at the table and see what the team can do. So I guess that that brings up a question for us. What are our expectations now for this DC United team the rest of the year and into the playoffs?
1: I I, I think it's so tough because it could go – we kind of broke it down, and you mentioned it. It could go either way. We could end up, as I optimistically said, in in second place with just a couple – Matches going our way. Which
2: everyone, like, mark your bingo board because that we never thought Joshua would have the optimistic take about where he'd be in the. Or
1: table. <laughs> we could lose one game and be out of the playoffs uh, with with some results. I think that's mathematically possible. It depends on who's playing who, but one or two matches, and we're also out of the playoffs. So it's going to be super tough. I, I think the team is playing the way Hernan wants to play right now four goals, three goals, and, and defending well and, and keeping the opposing teams uh goal count lower than that and, and that's what Hernan wants to do that's the type of cycle soccer he told us he wanted to play at the beginning of the year i don't know if the team is that level yet i i, I have concerns with with some of the personnel out on the field and, and we can get into a, a little bit of like who's doing well enough who's earning their money right now and, mm. and that kind of stuff later after the question but to, to, to answer yours I I expect DC United if things are going great and and we can get the optimistic Joshua out as Sam calls me <laughs> out for that. I I think they continue to roll. I think they continue to push. They they get goals goals early, Ola gets PKs, he hits 20 goals and DC United fly into the playoffs. It, it, it's not too far out to start getting hot now. Like it, it, it's time. So th- that's what I'm looking for. Sam, are Absolutely.
0: we are we catching New England?
2: Oh no, <laughs> that's an unfair question. You're I, like I we can't just math- have Sam <laughs> praising DC United. We have to take her down a peg. They've mathematically won it, but I don't know <laughs> we're
1: the ones keeping them from doing
2: it. No, uh, no, we're probably not matching New England. Um, I I think we're on the momentum and we're on the track. Uh, knock on wood, barring anything um, horrible happening, from definitely making the playoffs. I think a home playoff game would be absolutely great, um, and I think joshua you alluded to this a little bit that the best of dc is still yet to come and i i mean another bingo card right i've like said this on every single podcast but like Ernan didn't promise the playoffs this season. He promised just getting the team to learn his tactics. And I was saying that during the game today is that you can see that this team knows exactly where that first pass should be. You can see where their triggers are. You can see they know where the runs are. But I think the second layer to learning Hernan's tactics is what happens when that play is off, because you can see the player making the run and the player with the ball trying to pass it. But. A lot today, Minnesota were cutting off those runs and they were cutting off those passes and they kind of knew how to anticipate DC United and what they were going to do. And tonight we ended up coming out on top and being able to find the back of the net still. But I think the second layer of what Hernan is going to teach this team is when that first pass is off, what is the second pass and where are we looking to make that second play and what are those kind of second triggers to make sure that we're keeping the ball and not just trying to force it in, I mean, these rigid structures, but also that opens up for a lot of fluidity, right? Like it's it's definitely a balance, but I think that they're next season and he's going to use this off-season and whatever signings we bring in to really teach the team how to be even more fluid within this structure and to learn for that second trigger, which is just going to be phenomenal to watch, I think.
0: Yeah, well,
1: you got expectations for us too.
0: Yeah, I think at this point this team has to make the playoffs. Um now if they don't, is it the end of the world? No. I think if you finish you know, just on the outside looking in, we'll be disappointed, but you can look at the totality of the season and say that that's a, a pretty acceptable result. But I'm not going to lie and say that we wouldn't be disappointed to have that because right now this is a team that is playing good soccer. You, know, you can't say that about every other team that we're you know, in the fight with in the East. Uh, and if you do find a way to miss out on the playoffs from where we're at right now, that would mean that you had some, some frustrating results down the stretch. Uh, now, you can certainly get outplayed and have that happen, but I don't expect that from the way this team is right now. You know, Looking at the game tonight, I think it was a lot more illustrative than what you saw with the Cincinnati game where it was basically over by halftime. This was a game where you go up a goal, you concede one right back on a, a special finish, uh, you know, from uh, Minnesota, and the team still rallied to get that second goal before halftime. You know, that's always such a, a huge lift to have that lead going into half. You know, that completely changes the way the coaches will, you know, talk and set up the guys for the second half. You know, instead of having a, a level pegging, you are up one. You know what you have to do. If you just hold them for the rest of the game, you win. Uh, and so I love seeing that kind of mentality play out. Uh, it's something that the players have talked about, needing to really be mentally strong, being ready to handle adversity when it comes up. And if you continue to apply that in the games moving forward, I don't see there's any way this team misses the playoffs.
2: Listen, we were like 15 minutes out of a playoff spot last season. so uh, if we no. the, the playoffs had season. 10 spots last year. <laughs> yeah. We were also a dumpster fire last season, <laughs> yeah. so... Yes, it's harder this season, but we've also significantly upgraded. If so. we f- if we
0: find a way to finish outside the top 10 this year, which I suppose is possible, that would be very disappointing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've been on the I, – I, I think until a few weeks ago, I was still expecting DC United to kind of slug through the finish. And, and I will say in best-case scenarios, we get hot now, and, and it looks like we're starting to get at least warm. Um, so, yeah, I think now being – in third, even though it's just like one point keeping us in the playoffs, it would be disappointing, especially where the team is playing. Uh, and I think a lot of it, uh, I think the way that happens is kind of what you were talking about, Sam. Where it's the the mate or the the tactics are getting us to the goals right now. It's always wide, and it's always someone sneaking on end. There's been a, a you know a corner trick play here and there, and uh, Ola, PK almost every game. But there's no real option two like he said and, and I think the option two for most MLS teams the way just the way they're set up it is it's a special moment from a player and, and I was really excited tonight when Paul scored even though it didn't count uh, because it would have meant he is one it was a
2: great goal uh,
1: but we, we can't keep relying on, on Kamara and Gressel to do some do their thing every game uh, eventually someone's going to key in on them and put like four defenders on both of them or, or whatever, I, I think we need special moments from whoever is playing those two wing spots. And, and Ariola, I was so excited that he, he might be coming through, but he, he skies a pretty bad chance, and then he's offside on the other.
2: No, I love that you said that. I think it's teaching the players how to create those special moments, right? That That's entirely what this system and kind of what these tactics are about is that you don't need the hind name players you don't need like the the most expensive players to play you're kind of teaching them how to make those runs and how to create those moments so you're absolutely right and I'm so excited because we do have like so many young players and so many players that know how to play within MLS who two separate categories young and then know how to play in MLS you know you have those two categories that You can absolutely teach how to create those special moments within this system, and that's when this team lights on fire. Um, And I'd like to point out that um, D.C. United, while in third behind Nashville, have more wins than Nashville, um, which is super exciting. And as we've talked about, the soccer, you know, that we love to see, um, just got to tighten up that defense a little bit. But I I think it's all coming together right yeah
1: uh, no mine was a little bit of a detraction i i think dc united will will, will struggle mm-hmm. against teams like like new england who they they play and even orlando I, I think with we 15 shots it seems and seven off target i i and some of those that were off target were, were bad misses and i think what takes this team from a playoff team to a contender this year is our players doing what they need to do when they get the chances and it's happening and, and I have faith in it and, and it might be a confidence thing, but I, I don't want Losada to you know, go off on them, but I want them I want them to remind them like, Hey, you're expected to make this shot and make this moment happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, we don't know what's happening behind doors because he's been all positivity after what? these home runs with press. Right. But you, you have to think like, I mean, so are the players. So you don't think that he's just doing that for the press and then turning around and absolutely ragging on them for not putting in those chances. Um, so I mean I think he he is kind of like yes like this is the momentum let's build on it.
0: Yeah, you know I think it's it's challenging to look at you know when you look at a team like New England that has a uh, they're probably going to set a record for points in MLS which I wish I had been able to bet on before the season started because uh, I don't think anyone would have had that and pretty good odds <laughs> on it. Uh, but it's a team that's doing it without having any major superstars you know guys that have emerged over the course of the season and you know you look at now but uh going in you know new england does not have a you know massive salary budget they didn't make a huge you know signing in the offseason they've been getting the most out of what they have and i think that's what you would love to see out of this dc united team you know joshua you alluded to it a little bit we haven't seen a game where oh except perhaps the toronto game which and it's an outlier of itself. Uh, DC United just gets uh, bad coaches fired. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen a game where every player on the field is hitting on all cylinders. Uh, that was the case tonight. You know, you had you had some errors, you had some misses, you had uh, you know players who were playing at a high level and certainly good enough to win. Uh, but I would love to see what this team can do in when everyone is at their best. And I think that product we may not see this year. It's a, it's a very hard thing to do and to get all of the guys, you know, going in the same direction, especially, you know, still working through this new system. But if you do manage it, you've got a very scary uh, team that no one wants to play in the playoffs.
2: I think that's what makes this team so exciting though, is that it's the same team from last season, right? Like plus or minus one or two players. Like, it's the same personnel and they're the same quality of player, but everyone is just being made to excel this season. And I think that is what is super exciting. And as the fan base riled up and um, what makes even looking at like Losada's second and third year. So exciting is that once, you know, Lucy, Lucy and him really get working together and, you know, signs of players in the off season. And um, we get some players who are tailor-made to this system I mean it's gonna be so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that you want to have a team that makes the playoffs this year. Uh it's a, a solid upward arc. It will make recruiting players a little bit easier moving forward. It's you know, again, I am not a top level player. I've never have been, never pretended to be. Uh but it would seem to stand a reason that you would like to go to a team that is a contender uh and if you are trying to pitch guys on coming to dc united and saying well we just missed the playoffs last year but you know look how fun we were versus hey this is a team that made the playoffs and you know we're you know clearly on upward trend we score lots of goals it's fun to play at uh player recruitment is involved you know the money's got to be behind it too you know because nobody's going to come here to play for free but you I think we all think that there are moves you can make in the offseason to make this into an even better team and a team that lines up with the vision of what Lasada wants to see.
1: I, I, I think that's big. What, what you kind of just hit on there is, is big too. I, I think making the playoffs this year and, and all the goals and everything not only shows play like incoming players, but it shows the ownership. I, and I think Levian enjoys winning. He, he talked to us about how fun it was in the playoff game and the memories he saw being made in the stadium that day. I, I think he wants to win. We've got some... Some news, minority owners. Mark Ingram's going to buy us a DP. Not <laughs> <laughs> Yogati? Uh, both oh. of them. Uh, we, but it's to the point where the, the MLS roster rules changed this past season. Now you can sign a young DP uh, for your third spot and get two young money I I don't even know That's the real lot, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, young money players. Uh, shouts to Sam station and Paul <laughs> for coining that. Uh, but but it basically allows you to invest a bunch of more money in, in the roster, and I think that's almost as important as winning and showing player incoming players, uh, showing ownership to hey go out and pay for these players because look what I can do with what you know I was given.
2: I think it cannot be understated though, and shouts to Angus Long for saying this. Like Lasada is our other DP signing, honestly. Like <laughs> get around it, Miami. Wish they had our creativity, but he he is that difference maker in this league for us
0: yeah you know and to lasada's credit he looks at it and says that the the team and the system is our third dp i for one would like to have an actual, have DP, an actual <laughs> 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 and i think yeah that, i think that's three of us but you know talking about players and talking about performances uh i think it's time for us to p- call out our favorite performances of the night so for man of the match sam what do you think
2: Right. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of agrees on this, but I thought Donovan Pines had a really good game. And I said this at halftime and everyone around me kind of said he's one mistake away from not having a good game. And, and that's basically the Pines game, right? It's like he you live and die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <the button. laughs> but he, we did not die tonight. So
0: <laughs> Who he... was the defender on the goal that they shut scored?
2: up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we all agreed that that was not necessarily like completely it's a, it's a good moment from.
1: So, yeah, exactly
2: sure. yes um Donovan has given up some other very much his fault goals um but tonight I mean I think it was like a classic Donovan game um you know he he's super raw he was in all those right spots you know he, he was moving forward um <laughs> making that you know bicycle kick effort um but you know, the fact that he didn't make that mistake tonight makes me kind of feel like perhaps he he's learning a little bit. It just looked like he was pretty confident tonight, um, and I thought that he had a really good defensive game.
0: Yeah. Joshua? Uh,
1: I'll give Donovan Pines props. He, he had a good night, and look at Sam going for the fancy finisher. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of man of the match. But I think Pines is propped up by playing next to one of the best Center backs in the league right now, Andy Nahar, who him and Gressel up the right side is something crazy. I want to give shouts to Ola Kamara, who was everywhere on the field. He's, he's much more than a PK taker for this team. He is hustling, pressing. It all starts from him. His hold-up play was great. But uh, I, I didn't want to go back-to-back, back, but I have to go with Gressel here. He, he gets in and finishes a shot right before half. It completely changes the game in my perspective. I think if, if Minnesota get the half to talk about how they're going to bunker against us, uh, we're talking maybe not as much about playoffs and deep runs and whatnot. Uh, I think we're talking a little bit more sadly. Uh, but but Russell uh, goes in and finishes it, and, and he creates uh, almost every single game. It's, it's such so much fun to watch him play. Uh, so, yeah, Julian Russell
0: yeah, that's the beauty of uh, you know being a post game show is that we get to react quickly. We get to you know ride the highs, ride the lows, and you know go through it.
1: Are you just saying that you disagree with both of ours. That
0: no, I, I, I don't. You dis- said, after
2: more analysis, <laughs> you're going to regret those decisions. <laughs> I,
0: I don't disagree with either of them, except that I don't choose either of them as my. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Donovan Pines had a, a good game. Like, again, the goal was not on him. Uh, in, a solid performance of him and gressel continues to amaze with uh what he's able to do out there and the the service he provides and the uh, the clearly the finishing that he you know exhibited today was was top notch and there were several other opportunities i think gressel had the ball to yordi that should have been in the back of the net and was instead landing in our laps and stands uh <laughs> but for me I, i've got to give my man of the match to ola kamara today you know the, the man scores on the penalty you know has the the second penalty saved you know not great but uh he was also the one who had the assist on the, the Gressel goal uh as Joshua said he was all over the place you know going forward coming back uh hold up play you know really engaged in those beautiful one-twos that we love to see uh I, I thought he had a, a great game and really you know seemed to have probably the best command of the system that I've seen out of him uh over the course of the season so you know for for me you know if Olla is not there in the first half getting you know that w- penalty goal and the assist you know DC United's not up to one at halftime and not able to to close it out and win 3-1 so for me it's Ola Kamara
1: I like it and his minutes were managed again keeping his goals per minute <laughs> way down proper or you know way up uh at the top of the league uh the ice bags on the back of the legs after the game I think just as a precaution I I'm excited. Yes, wrap him in bubble wrap and, and have Just got, ship him to Orlando. <laughs> ship him towards the playoffs
3: game. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, the team will not be practicing too hard over the, the next you know, day or so before they you know, fly on down to Orlando. But.
1: I like our picks, though, so yes.
0: Solid. And it's it, it so nice to have a plethora of players to choose from when you're <laughs> yeah. talking about guys who had great performances. You know, How many times have we come in here and said, well i guess this guy didn't play <laughs> by badly. default yeah. plus his worst
2: game ever <laughs>
3: yeah
0: but uh yeah please you know let us know your thoughts uh at, at trad and GDCU dcu on uh on twitter or any of the other you know social platforms we've got we'd love to hear uh from listeners out there and you know feel free to disagree with us you know we don't have a clue sometimes but uh (laughs) that's what we love talking about this game so uh
2: as you said very quick reactions based on what we (laughs) may or not intoxicatedly have seen during the game
0: (laughs) absolutely you know so you're looking around the league you know we've got you know dc and will be playing on the road at orlando this coming weekend uh i believe the Washington Spirit won this past weekend, which is a, yeah. Yeah, a small miracle in itself, considering all the yeah, things going on with the Spirit. Right. Yeah. They play again this Friday against the North Carolina Courage. Uh,
2: I'd like to shout the um, picture that's been going around. First of all, shouts to D.C. United for allowing the the team, Steve Baldwin-Banner, to be up. as That's now like a national movement. Shouts to Doug and Angus for that. Um, but also D.C. United owners just allowing that to go up and, you know, spotted taking pictures with the banner um we love that we love i guess that's kind of support there um just a big moment yeah
0: (laughs) would you like to see dc united owners more heavily invested in
2: i think that's a very interesting question seeing as this like women's league is coming out and i don't know and dc united will have a women's Mm -hmm. team in that so i i mean i would love Overall, I'd just love for the NS and WSL to have more of a partnership with MLS and, um, for those teams to have more of a partnership and more, um, you know, just fluidity within playing, you know, in each other's stadiums and kind of, um, sharing even like marketing and potentially back-to-back games. I I believe Portland might've done that this season, if I'm not mistaken, um, they did a a back-to-back men's and women's game, um. I, I think all of that is, is great, and it kind of it grows both. You know, those are two such different fan bases. I think it kind of grows both the games. Um, with this new Women's League kind of associated with MLS teams, I, I don't really know what the future of that holds and it's very new so i don't know if that information is just not out there or potentially i'm just not as informed as i I could be on that Mm -hmm. um so the short answer is yeah i'd love if dc noted dc united ownership stepped in in this to you know work with the spirit and potentially take that over but um overall i don't know if that's potentially a conflict of interest or something like that
1: it, it'll be interesting i i'm just hoping that the league steps in at this point and, and does something uh, that whole situation is beyond terrible and it's it's uh stark compared to dc united and seeing our owners take this pictures, is it's it's kind of awesome right because they supported fan free speech um there's nothing ugly about that telling steve to sell the team uh, yeah it's just
2: doesn't ruin it doesn't go against any guidelines
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I, I don't know if it's a good idea. Someone with way more experience in both of those leagues would probably have to tell me uh, an educated opinion about that before I could get mine.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the, in the, a perfect world, you'd have you know, everyone coming together and you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. You know, If one league is succeeding, one team is succeeding, all the teams are able to benefit from that. Uh, I would be a little bit concerned about uh, having the women's team turn into somewhat of a redhead stepchild where they're not yeah. the, the first priority of the team.
1: Like basement dwellers, Loud and United.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, United, which, uh, you know, play uh, like, tomorrow night in, in New Jersey against the Red Bulls too, who are second bottom. So, yeah. you know, maybe there's an opportunity there. Interesting
2: uh, game. <laughs> but
0: yeah, you know, uh, uh, it's hard to, you know, call on DC United to, you know, expand their presence there when we're, hoping that they spend money on on the first team. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. That wasn't me calling on DC United for that. That was just like an extra speculative question. Um, And I also, just while we're talking about it, I want to shout the spirit squadron. Um, It's, it's never an easy decision to not root for your team. Um, I know that they didn't come to that lightly, but I thought the, the statement they put out was, was very well put um, and a very good take on the situation. And um, from my understanding, they, they did award a player of the match, last night. Um, and there was some communication with them. And I I think the players understand as well where the squadron are, are coming to, um, which is important, right? Because as a supporter, you don't want to feel like the team thinks you're abandoning them, but it's just kind of nonsense all around. Um, and hopefully we do see some changes there. I know the NWSL has, you know, put out some, um, some of their investigative, um, results, and I think we have what is it like 12 days now for a response? So it sounds right, we'll see how it
0: goes. And it just makes me all the more happy that DC United is currently in third. <laughs> Anything else we missed? Paul Ariola got called up to the national team.
2: Um, yes, he was asked about that. Um, um I don't remember who asked him about that. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes, uh, but he said he was super excited and honored. Um, to be participating in the second cycle. Um, he said that the entire group understands how important it is. They're all super humble um, and they really want to be successful for the country. Um, but then he did kind of throw it back to the fact that he does have one more game on Saturday to look forward to with DC United before moving on to those men's national team games. Yep,
1: And those are all quick, fast and in a hurry. So no missed time. From yes. DC United. DC United
2: doesn't have any games. Uh, yeah. During the window.
1: I'm excited for Paul. Hopefully he stays healthy and yes. gets all the points so that the men's team to make it to the world cup yes
2: <laughs> yes i do have a couple other things um just before we wrap like the ghost of john is telling me to talk about um this part of the presser um if paul was asked about felipe's hair being dyed this game oh, oh, <laughs> and what he thought about that and paul's reaction was i didn't see that coming he got out of his car and i was like oh good for you um <laughs> but he said it's great and everyone's having fun and you know some professional players can be quite superstitious is what he said so perhaps that's going into it um but if, if this nervous. whole team is
0: dyed blonde for yeah. the playoffs i I'll, I'll still watch and i'll still cheer for them but i won't enjoy it
1: <laughs> I, I was about paul cannot talk you know glass zones <laughs> glass houses the, the guy is currently rocking noodles on his head um yeah, it's getting ridiculous at this point. Uh, Listen, so, if we
2: keep winning, though, I, think, <laughs> I don't care.
1: I think D.C.U. Soccer on Twitter said that if Ronan dyes his hair, he's... He <laughs> 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 and I, I think me and Black are, are there, probably too.
2: Yes, I think I saw D.C.U. Soccer specifically tweet that. It was pretty funny. Um, lastly, it's, it's the second to last day of Kick Chick Childhood Cancer Month, um, so just send that hashtag out, and I, I don't remember who because it's you know late on a wednesday and i drink today but someone donates money probably continental tires or someone who's Sounds affiliated true. with the league um donates money for every hashtag kick childhood cancer we'll tweet that out from the show um i don't know if you guys want to get into like the mls league mackie's craziness that's that's been announced no, a little
1: bit we won.
0: So, yeah, I mean, Columbus won uh, Campeones Cup tonight. Yep. So, uh, so
2: going into next season uh, <laughs> and potentially, you know, tearing apart the Open Cup, which John isn't
1: here to defend. That sounds like a great off-season show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talked Solid. about it a
0: little bit the, the other day. I think again, we'd love to see more soccer. We have questions about how this is going to all play out, <laughs> and especially if it ends up robbing us of our precious Open Cup.
2: Yep, that's fair.
0: Three more goals tonight uh, against uh, MS. Uh, I think it's another $3,000 donated by uh, Lidos. That's a a fantastic thing. And, you know, obviously, you know, near, near to our hearts, Dave Johnson uh, is struggling with that disease. And, you know, love to see the, the support for the, the cause there. I think we've covered everything.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. a fun one tonight. Uh, that's always fun, winning midweek. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, stay tuned. We'll uh, push out the information on our next show uh, n- n- coming at you real soon. Uh, until then, this has been Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken.
4: Coach, congrats on the three points.
5: Thanks, Doug. <clears throat> oh, I don't have boys.
4: I see you're celebrating. <clears throat> with the
5: That's
1: good. That's good.
5: Do you have something to drink, please?
4: Coach, before we take questions, uh, any opening remarks?
5: <clears throat> yes, of course. <laughs> I'm a happy coach. Happy coach always makes open remarks. Um... I, I think Thank you. Thank you. I, I think it was a very solid performance. Um, a performance where um, not even for a second I was I was scared or afraid or, or shaky. I think it was a very mature victory. Uh, having control of the game when it was necessary, we we drop in, in, in a block, we keep our shape. I believe once again. Um, we could score a lot more than what we score not only the 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 first penalty that we miss but all also chances at the end to kill the game and to win four or five one. They came here with uh a similar system than us, so once again another opponent who adapts to us and that's that 's beautiful you know when you see the formation and and you see an extra an extra center back and and another team uh, changing the way of play just for us uh, give us a lot of confidence and we show once again how strong this team can be especially at home and i was very happy with the performance in, in general very solid performance and and we're going to try to end the week on uh, the best way
4: thank you coach we'll go to steve goff Hernan, congratulations on another uh, victory at home um it looks like you might be in third place by the end of the night. Uh, I was wondering um, how you feel about this team's rise, um, particularly over the last few weeks, and 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 where you're headed.
5: The only game who that, that is important is the next one. We just ended up uh, a good win at home, and I would like to to enjoy it at least tonight. Uh, and starting from tomorrow we can think about Orlando but if you see the ranking uh, you can lose a game and be seven or eight out of the playoff and you win a few games and you are third like we are right now. Nashville Orlando are still playing so um, that's, that's still not, not secure but I would like to, to end up third at the end of the week after Saturday's game. That's that's our goal and, and we will try to make it but we know this can change very quick. We need to st- keep both feet on the ground, keep on working. Every point is important. Uh, every game is important, and we need to keep the focus and be humble. We need to stay humble, to keep on working, to see the little details, try to stay fit. Uh, Wednesday, Saturday, there's no much, not much time to recover, but for sure we're going to go full of hope and, and energy to that important game on Saturday. And Once again, all the games are important. The ranking is beautiful to see, but... It, it is important how you end up uh, seven November or eight November after our last uh, regular game.
4: Hola, Moisés,
3: profesor Felicitaciones. Aquí le tenía el agua preparada, pero creo que está muy lejos para entregársela. Le pregunto una gran victoria para el equipo. El equipo viene cerrando de una gran manera después de ese revés contra Atlanta. El equipo regresa a lo que usted espera. ¿Qué le dice de su equipo el partido de hoy? Una victoria, como usted lo dijo, contra un rival que viene haciendo las cosas muy bien en la conferencia del oeste, misma posición, mismos puntos, pero al final el EZ United impuso su, su estilo y pudo hacer una victoria más amplia.
5: A los muchachos les dije que estaban muy orgulloso, muy contento de los esfuerzos que hacen, sobre todo tácticamente, creo que hoy en la segunda parte el equipo estuvo muy bien organizado, muy sólido, Eh, Bill Amit tuvo mucho menos trabajo que el partido contra Cincinnati tenía la sensación de que Minnesota podía seguir jugando 30, 40 minutos más que no iban a, a generar ninguna ecuación de gol y eso me pone muy muy feliz porque eh, siento eh, y se lo dije a los chicos que eh, el ataque gana partidos pero la defensa gana campeonatos y si nosotros podemos seguir marcando la cantidad de goles que estamos marcando que son 4, 3, 2... Eh, mismo hoy errando un penal, marcamos tres, eh, luego lo importante es que estemos todos en la misma página a la hora de descender y a la hora de, de, que, de no tener la pelota, y eso es muy muy importante, así que el progreso de este equipo es maravilloso, todos los créditos para los jugadores, estoy, estoy muy orgulloso del esfuerzo que hacen, eh, somos muy ambiciosos, queremos más, queremos demostrarle a la liga y a, y a la gente y a todo el país eh, de lo que somos capaces, el grupo está muy muy unido y bueno, iremos con mucha esperanza al próximo partido sabiendo que esto puede cambiar muy rápido así que con ambos pies sobre la tierra tenemos que ser muy humildes y, y disfrutar de este momento no hay que olvidarnos de disfrutar
4: vamos a a Jason Anderson
6: uh. Renan, thanks for speaking with us and congrats on a, I think it's four in a row uh, wins at home. Um, Just thinking to you alluded to the Minnesota's uh, change to five in the back. It's not the first time that a team has played that specific uh, system here, uh, as you mentioned, Um, just thinking of the entire year, what has been maybe the, the key to making progress in being able to break teams down when they come in with, with, that low block in a, in a back five as compared to like the Orlando game earlier in the season?
5: I think it's the flexibility of this team. Um, the moments you start to have, um, I called uh, organized chaos uh, knocks and moves, uh, runs in behind um, changing of position, but still keeping an organization, keeping the field wide. It's very tough for a- every opponent. And, we got a, a nice uh, synergy and connection on the right side. We have one v one situations on the left side. Um, uh, well, we know what what to do. The players really know what to do. They are patient on the ball. Uh, they keep on moving the ball from side to side, and the moments will come. And and that organized chaos that we that we create is is very tough to to defend against. And they are with with a lot of confidence. Um, and and it's it's very nice to see. So. Uh, especially at home, especially at home, I think there is that feeling of we make winning an habit, uh, and you come on the field and you know it's gonna be okay. And we know uh, we don't have to underestimate any opponent. That all the games in this league are are hard to play, but uh, there is a, a clear plan, and and everyone stick to that until until the very end, and. Today, I think we add that defensive organization that is needed to, to win games, to be on playoff. And because I, I talked to your colleague in Spanish, um, offense wins games, but a good defensive organization is the one that is going to take you uh, as far as as, as as possible in the playoff. So, and about the ranking, again, uh, I love to see uh, ourselves in the third place, but you know, if you lose a game, you can drop uh, even in, in a spot where you're out of, of the playoffs. So now it's, the mental part is recover, is try to stay fresh for the next one and and enjoy. Enjoy this moment. Let's, let's have some fun because we worked pretty hard for this. And once again, it's going to be important how you end up at the end of the road. So now it's just the moment. Let's enjoy the moment. I go to bed. I take a quick nap. And tomorrow we go again and And by the way, let me tell you, I really love your analysis on 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 the black and red uh, website that you have i always I always read it. it's black and red united, red united yeah. black and red united yeah yeah, great analysis because you guys are talking uh, not only about the stats and the things everyone can see. you will go a little bit more deeper on on tactics and and I really like to read it so congrats
4: We'll do one more question, coach Mario Amaya.
7: Hola Hernán, felicidades en los tres puntos. Ah, solo quiero preguntar ¿qué, qué qué motiva al equipo para jugar diferente en, ca, en casa ya que han ganado cuatro partidos al hilo y han convertido al Audi Field como algo como un fortín para, equip- para otros equipos hacer más difi- difícil jugar aquí en, de, en frente del, de la prisión del DC United. Puede ser qué ¿Qué, qué es lo qué es el factor motivador para los jugadores en estos en, en estos partid- en esos últimos partidos
5: eh, los fans jugar en Aaudifield eh, el ambiente hermoso que se genera aquí con muchas familias con mucha gente joven con gente de todas las nacionalidades eh, nos sentimos muy cómodos en nuestro estadio sabemos también lo importante que es en esta liga hacerse fuerte en casa generar de tu, de tu casa de tu estadio un lugar difícil para el rival y bueno y allí están los resultados, así que eh, muy feliz eh, sabemos también que bueno, nos quedan tres partidos de visitante el sábado vamos a un estadio muy muy difícil como el de Orlando e intentaremos hacer nuestro trabajo pero sabemos también que nos quedan cuatro partidos en casa four, four games at home estoy en lo correcto y que van a ser muy importante y van a ser la diferencia entre entrar al playoff o no así que intentaremos conseguir lo que podamos jugando fuera de casa y en casa intentaremos seguir siendo el equipo sólido que, que hemos sido hasta hasta el día de hoy I, I would like to end up uh, this beautiful night tomorrow is the birthday of my brother Martin, sabes lo mucho que te quiero te mando un abrazo grande uh, sorry to not be there hopefully I'm going to be very soon in Argentina with my family, with my brother, so a big happy birthday for tomorrow, and this victory was for you. Love you, brother. Ciao.
4: Thank you, Coach. Hey, Donnie, congrats on the three points, buddy.
8: Thank you. Appreciate it.
4: Yeah, no problem. All right, folks, we'll go to Steve Goff first. Thanks for your time. Hey, uh, no problem, Steve. A couple questions. Two, two questions. Um, first, uh, how you feel about the, the rhythm this team is in, uh, particularly at home um, as this season winds down. And also, um, I hope you can uh, describe your uh, bicycle. Care.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's really good just to be back on the field and gel. Everybody's just coming together. Everybody's staying positive. Everybody knows their job. Everyone knows their role. And, you know, a lot of, you know, our captain Steve and just, so there's a lot of leaders on this team and everybody's stepping up. And it's just great to see that everyone's gelling and you can see it on the field and everyone's fighting for each other on the field. And it's just, you know, a breath of fresh air just to play with all those guys, uh, you know, once again. What we'll to Jason Anderson. Bicycle kick, bro. Oh, oh yeah, the so, bicycle. <laughs> oh, the bicycle kick, too. OK. I mean, I try to keep that, you know, not so you know, uh, the down low, but you know i just wanted to try it because honestly i we were playing soccer tennis the other day and um i did a bicycle kick you know to get a point and you know I almost got the point so i I just wanted to try it you know in the game and you know i had the time i looked around me there was nobody around me and i said let me try this and i made up my mind i swung through the ball and i thought i connected pretty well with it and i really thought it was going to go either you know really close to the corner you know um upper 90 or I guess, straight to the goalkeeper, because if, if I turn my body a little bit, I probably would have go to the other side of the goal. But, you know, I just want to try it. I mean, it was, you know, once, maybe, hopefully it happens, and not, not once in a lifetime, but hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll connect better and hopefully get it in the back of the net.
7: We'll go to Jason.
6: Or maybe, maybe on Saturday in Orlando uh, for that for the next one. Um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask a little about, um, you know, Aaron Onnes mentioned after a few different games, the – the connection that the team has down the right with, uh, with Andy and Julian and, and Paul um, on mm-hmm. the left side where you've been playing a lot, you guys are, are developing. It's, it's a different dynamic because Kevin plays differently, but um, how has that aspect of the game been going for, from, from your spot on the left side of that back three?
8: You know, uh, you know, me and Kevin, you're just, you know, really good friends on and off the field. So we know our tendencies, you know, we play, uh you know we played a little bit at loud and we played um you know we just know each other's tendencies so when I say hey you go for it I'll just defend he knows you know what he has to do and I know what I have to do so it's really good that you know we keep you know playing together on that left side and we're developing that connection each game and you know I'm trying to find him as quick as possible so he can do his thing you know he's he's the you know you know the talent you know he's got the best ball skills and I want him to be on the ball dictating the game as much as possible so um, I know that when I get it from Steve, I get it from Russ, I get it from Junior, Felipe, anybody um, from the right side, the middle. I quickly play at the cab, then open up and see if he needs help. But I just want him to go to work and, you know, do his thing because I know he's capable, you know, so much. And he puts himself in a great position when he gets to the ball and other people as well.
7: Donnie, that's it, man. Thank you.
8: All right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Hey,
4: Paul, how are you?
8: Good. How are you doing?
4: Good, man. All right. We'll
7: jump in. We'll go to Steve Goff.
4: Oh, hey! Thanks for your time. Um, what, uh, what, what do you like about what this team is doing now, and, and what um, uh, rhythm and tempo that's that's really starting to settle in with this club as uh, the regular season winds down?
9: Yeah, I mean, look, it it's fun. Uh, it's fun for us as players. We, you know, we we've done a great job at at starting games the right way. I think there's been um, times in the past that that maybe it's taken us a little, a little bit of time to get going. Um, and you know, we've just had a, a good stretch of games that, that we've, we've been able to to start right, especially at home. Um, you know, I think it's no secret that in order to, to be a successful team in this league, you, you got to win the majority of your home games. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, look, it, it's fun. The guys are finding great form, uh, in the moment. Um, a lot of guys are, are getting back to full health or, or staying healthy. Um, and um and yeah I think it, it, it's just uh the chemistry is continues to to grow and uh we're scoring goals.
7: go
3: to moises next. Hola, un, un saludo, Eh Paul, este equipo empieza a encontrar su mejor ritmo, incomoda en todas partes de la cancha, presiona enfrente, atrás. ¿Qué es lo que ha cambiado esta campaña desde el inicio hasta el punto donde están? ¿Y qué tan lejos piensas que puede llegar? Ahora que que estamos en, eh, bueno, van a terminar terceros en la tabla general en el este. ¿Dónde puede llegar este equipo?
9: Sí, primero, yo pienso que nuestro sistema, eh, todos estamos un poquito más cómodos y confiado en el en, en sistema eh, que estamos jugando y sabemos que, que si vamos a, a equivocar eh, equivocamos intentando a, a jugar nuestro partido, nuestro juego. Eh, y ahorita estamos haciendo muchas cosas eh, buenas, correctas, y nos está dando mucha mucha confianza. Eh, y bueno para nosotros para cada cada jugador cada persona en este club eh, pensamos que, que podemos quedar eh, campeones si estamos jugando así eh, si llegamos eh, a estar arriba eh, para jugar unos partidos de, de la liguilla los playoffs acá en casa eh, podemos podemos llegar eh, donde queremos.
7: Bueno Mario Maya. Hey Paul! uh, Congratulations on the three points. I'm also digging the hoodie, by the way. Uh, I just gotta ask uh, today. uh, Greg Berhalter came out with his list for uh, for a World Cup, a list of players that for the World Cup for World Cup next this next round of World Cup qualifiers. How do you feel about uh, being called up for uh, for the USMT for uh, for this next round?
9: Yeah, super excited. Um, You know, I I think it's it's obviously an honor. Um, This will be um, you know, my, my second cycle that I, that I get to participate in, um, you know, I, I understand what it means to, to play in these games. I understand how important this is, uh, not just for, for us, but, but for this country. Um, and I, and I'm looking forward to be a, uh, you know, a part of a, a great group of guys, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a real humble group who, who's really hungry to, to be successful, uh, and to do it the right way. So, um, you know, obviously first take care of uh, this weekend in Orlando and, and then get to work with, with them, but but super honored.
4: We'll go to Jason Anderson.
6: Hi, Paul. Uh, congrats on the win. Um, I have kind of two questions about two of your teammates. Um, We're going to first ask about uh, Junior Moreno getting a goal um, and and how all the reaction went, given that I think it's uh, one of our other writers at the site said it was something like 7,500 minutes uh, before he got a goal, something like that. Um, and the second one is just uh, Felipe going with the uh, the hair is following your lead. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that.
9: Yeah, for, for Junior, I was so excited. I didn't realize until right now we are in the ice bath. And I see that this is his first goal. I'm like, there's no way that this is your first goal for D.C. United. Like, you've been here so long. Um, but it was great. It was great great for him. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's never easy to come off the bench, but uh, you know the group that we have and the mentality that we have, like the next man, you know, the, the next man up. Um, you know, get ready to to play play any type of role um, is what you need to be successful. And, and you know, we we saw that today with Junior being able to come off the bench uh, and and make a huge impact for himself for us. Um, you know, for this club. So that that was that was awesome. I felt felt great. Super happy for him. Uh, and Felipe, yeah, that was a shock. I, I didn't see that one coming uh, until we got out of the car today. And I see him. I said, Oh my gosh. Um, but it's great. It's great. Look at everyone's, everyone's having fun. Everyone's trying different things. Uh, you know, we, we all do different things just to, you know, we're, we're, we're professional athletes. We're, you know, somewhat superstitious and, and believe in different things. So, um, you know, he, he, he did that. He started tonight. He had an amazing game. So, um, you know, happy for that. Hopefully we'll see, we'll see uh, who comes next on our team.
4: One more question, Paul, we'll go to Dennis Gomez.
6: Buenas noches, Paul. Felicidades por la merecida victoria. Eh, vi que lo diste todo hoy en la cancha hasta que se te cayó la chimpa en eh, una jugada y jugaste como unos un par de minutos sin chimpa. Eh, ¿qué, qué, ¿Qué crees que ha sido eh, fundamental en esta era losada y, y qué te ha parecido el acondicionamiento físico que, le, que el cuerpo técnico les ha eh, dado? Sí,
9: para mí la verdad es es una mixta de de cosas no eh para mi no es no es solamente el condición eh, física que, que estamos haciendo eh, aparte de eso es es siempre trabajando con el oficio eh, para para hacer todo todo bien para el cuerpo comer bien eh, dormir eh, las horas que, que tengo que, que dormir eh, y sí la verdad me hoy me sentí increíble Eh, me siento muy muy confiado yo hablé con con el técnico después del partido y dijo igual eh, pero bueno para mí eh, sí sí es bueno para, para terminar un, un partido así dando todo que que tengo en en, en, mi, en mi mente y cuerpo pero eh, tenemos otro partido en dos días que que, ten, que tenemos que que estar listo para para enfrentar a Orlando That's
4: it, Paul. Thanks, man.
9: Thank you.